Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Get ready to ride along on our fall road tour powered by Toro, Jobber, Lawn Entrepreneur Academy, and Ballard Products. We are traveling the Midwest, talking with green industry leaders, discovering best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. And now, here's your hosts, Paul Jamison and Naylor Taliaferro. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hot Springs, Arkansas. We're here with Blake Hawthorne from It's His Turf, Kevin Frost from Fall River Lawn Care, Naylor from LCR Media, who just flew in, and I'm your host, Paul. Thank you for joining us, guys. This is awesome, man. Blake, and you guys can watch eventually on YouTube. I'm going to have these videos out. You got a gym up in here. You got offices. You got a whole cool shop, man. This is awesome. So thank you, man. I appreciate you coming out. I'm, I'm excited to you know do this podcast, and you know it's going to be a good time. So Yeah, out there hustling, getting the pansy flowers in today, and I took the afternoon off, so thank you. Yeah, luckily the guys are you know pulling pulling my weight, so they got a thousand left to plant this afternoon, so they'll be rolling in, in a little bit. Yeah, a thousand flowers. They're crushing it here in Arkansas. Naylor's back to uh, protect me in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. So funny story when we uh, I flew into St. Louis and Paul picked me up, and I was like, man, you know, it's it's a it's a lot of. Uh, time on the flights with the time change and all that stuff. So it's like probably like four or five hours from me, you know, like getting on my first plane to, to the next stop. So it's a, it's a long trip and I wake up early. So I'm like starving when I get off the plane, like the, you know, they, they don't really give you any food, right? Little snacks. So I'm always like, we got to go get something, you know, real quick before we go to whoever we're going to go to. And we couldn't find anything in St. Louis that didn't look like horrifyingly sketchy in some way. And I'm like, well, there's McDonald's, you know, there's McDonald's. Every exit, every was, exit McDonald's, was McDonald's. McDonald's. I'm like, Normally well, they got like Cracker yeah, Barrel, yeah. Chick-fil-A, you yeah, got, it was you got just six McDonald's. options, it was McDonald's, McDonald's. That should have been a sign right there. But I'm like, uh, just stop at one of these so we can go to McDonald's because I, I just need, I need my fruit and yogurt parfait or something. <laughs> that, that'll that be safe. You know, it'll be better than getting a burger or something. And Paul's telling me about the video where the, you know, burger's like sitting on a, on a, on a, on a bookshelf for like years and it looks exactly the same. <laughs> 10 years Ten later. years later. <laughs> nothing's changed. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to get a, a fruit and yogurt parfait. My wife put me on those. They're all healthy, healthier or whatever, but I know they're high in sugar and all that, but it's not a burger <laughs> that's going to, you know, sit there forever. But so we go to the McDonald's and we go in there and I'm like, I want, the, we, as soon as we pull up, I'm like, this place probably isn't even going to have fruit and yogurt parfaits. <laughs> it was I mean, in the hood. Yeah. Next to the Motel oh, 6 and man. it was just ghetto. We go in there and of course we, we don't sell that here. I'm like, okay, great. So I'm just going to go to the bathroom and, you know, Paul's like, like 
leaves and I come out of the bathroom and he's in the parking lot next to his car looking like a deer in headlights <laughs> with some like homeless looking man like that's got him like trapped there talking to him trying to like pedal him you know like oh you know times are hard and all that so I walk out there I'm like about to pull my phone out and start Instagram storing <laughs> like, I can't leave this guy alone for five minutes and I'm like yeah all right Paul what's going on and, then, and the guy looks at me he's like all right then he walks away <laughs> and Paul's like you saved me I didn't oh, know what man. to do I was trapped this never had me before. Taylor's ha- the intimidator. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That man. doesn't happen down in Georgia, I guess, huh? You don't get people just walking up to you at the gas station. No, he like, had no COVID's teeth. And he's like, hard he's and, like COVID's know. got me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think something else going oh, on in COVID. Man. Man. Paul had his trunk open with the, bro- the thousands, Tens of thousands of dollars. He's giving him everything. Cameras. I'm like, what are <laughs> you Whatever you want, it's yours. What are you oh. doing, man? Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's, anyway. Yeah. All right. A good time. <laughs> so, Blake, man, tell us a little bit about how it's his turf all got started. All right. So, actually, I started as lawns for tuition. So, as soon as I graduated high school, I took all the money from graduation and I went and bought a trailer and I took all my dad's equipment mm-hmm. and then I had him co sign for me for a zero turn. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to do some yards this summer, um, make some extra money. I'm tired of making minimum wage. So it's got to be better than that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I started working like three other jobs, doing my lawn care. And the first year was just pretty slow, you know, like seven clients. Uh, I started in June. So, I mean, <laughs> I'd already missed really good spring. You know, everybody had somebody, but uh, it was all right. You know, that winter, that first winter, it was rough. Um, I remember I was chopping firewood to pay my mower payments. And there's nothing more humbling than that time of looking at a quart of firewood and knowing Every quart of firewood that I hand split is going to be one mower payment. Mm. And uh, just going through that and just like literally just checking off the months till I can start cutting grass again. So you're about 19 years old at this point? Yeah, 19 years old. And uh, so I was like, all right. So doing that, going to school full time, I was getting my degree in fire science EMT. So get into year two, bumped up to like 17 clients. You know, I thought I was rocking and rolling, finished my degree. You know, I'm making pretty decent money, you know, about $700 a week. And so doing lawn like, care? Doing lawn care. Okay. And I was also helping my cousin cut lawns, do trees. And then I was working at a grocery store, um, stocking ice cream. Mm-hmm. And so I was doing all that. There you go. Man, and, uh, likes that DQ. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, doing all that. And it's, uh, you know, taught me a lot that with balancing, going to school full time and uh, finished up my degree, fire science EMT. <laughs> and uh, I feel like <laughs> there's something else going That's another story on. for yeah. another day. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let me get that one here in a minute. Uh, <laughs> Dairy Queen. <laughs> but yeah, man. So. So I guess we transitioned into that winter. I graduated with a degree in fire science EMT and that was, um, a year or no, my birthday is May 1st. Well, the mm-hmm. cutoff for the fire department to take the test is April 30th mm-hmm. and you have to be 21. Well, I was oh. 20 and they oh. wouldn't let me take the test. They said, you got to wait another whole year. You're one like, day off. I was one day off and oh, I was like, come man. on. Like, and they wouldn't do it. Like it's non-negotiable. And so like, I was really trying to figure out what I was going to do. I I loved what I did. Um, I'd grown to love it because of the money really, (laughs) but I was like, okay, so I'll do this again, uh, this year. Uh, I'll try to do it on my own instead of working all these other jobs. I'll go full-time lawn care Mm -hmm. and, um, I'll change my company name to it's your turf. And, um, you know, I'll just run with it. Well, 
as I was kind of getting all the paperwork done for that and everything, I just really felt this really heavy conviction on my heart. Like God was telling me like, glorify me and I'll bless you. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, what does that even mean? And I tried to, and the more that I prayed about it, the more that it was getting revealed to me that I needed to name my company. It's his turf. It's not, it's your turf. It's all mine. Like, you know, you need to be a good steward. So your was going to be the customer owns the blade of grass. His is God created the blades of grass. Right. Yeah. And so it's originally going to be all customer driven. Like that was going to be the main focus of the company. And, um, like I said, just praying about it. I talked to my business mentors. Uh, I talked to my dad about it. Um, everybody tried to talk me out of it. They're like, that's really controversial. You'll probably lose a lot of clients because of it. Like you should be careful treading on those waters, like things like that. And just the more I prayed about it, God just kept telling me like, glorify me and I'll bless you. Like, trust me, you know, <laughs> have faith. Like, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. So in February, um, I finally made the transition to stand bold enough to change the company name to it's his turf. What year was this? And, um, so that was <clears throat> going to be 2010. Mm-hmm. So 2010, and, um, so everything, everything seemed kind of slow there at first. And, uh, I was like, man, I'm going to do some door hangers, you know, I'm gonna do some flyers go do door to door sales. Like I got to do something to pick it up. Like it was driving mm-hmm. me crazy, stir crazy that February, March before the grass started growing, mm-hmm. you know? So like, I got to do something. So I did that and I go out my first day doing door to door sales and I land 26 clients. And so uh, what happened was I go to this, I go to this sweet old lady's house and she's like, yeah, I'd love for you too, but you got to talk to my husband. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll come back. And so I hit this street and I'm walking down the street and as I'm passing them out on the street, um, a guy sees me. He's like, hey, we need somebody to do our lawn care. Like the guy that's doing is terrible. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, we need a new guy for this year. So I was like, okay. So I go and meet with him and I give him my flyer and everything's kind of working out. And <clears throat> he's like, well, it's not just my house. It's all 24 of these. And so I was like, golly, okay, 24 houses. Like, okay, I just doubled, more than doubled in size overnight yeah. if I get this. So I was like, okay. And um, and he was like, but you got to talk to the uh, POA president. And so I was like, all right, all right. So all this stuff's lining out. And so this is on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Well, Monday comes around and I'm like trying to reconnect with the people that I met with on Saturday and kind of get everything. Well, the husband to the sweet old lady was the father oh to the son that is the <laughs> president of the POA. And you never like, know, right? Like, you, you know what I'm saying? So I yeah, talked yeah. to this lady. She wants me to do it. Her, her son is the president of that POA. And he's like, yeah, I need you to do it. My son can't do it anymore. He was doing it for me. And so, and then I ended up with one yard in between. Mm-hmm. So right there overnight, ended up with 26 clients. And it's like, okay, so now I'm just like, well, I don't have any employees. I need to get employees. I need to, you know, so it's like overnight, everything was happening so fast. And, um, I was like, all right, we'll, we'll just see what happens. And the year progressed and it's like the ball just kept rolling. And before I knew it, you know, it was August, we were sitting over 60 clients mm. and it's like, man, we tri- more than tripled in size. And so, uh, things were kind of coming back around to take the firefighter test. And it's, I was praying about, it. I was like, what do I do God? And, uh, I didn't have a piece about it. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna give it one more year. You know, let's just see what happens. And, uh, in that year we grew from over 60 to 90 clients. Mm. And, uh, I was like, all right. So I was like, one more year, let's just see what happens. And, uh, 150 clients. And so at this time I was like, okay, I'm not doing it. Like <laughs> I'm not going to the fire department. You know, things are happening. We're growing. We're sitting four or five guys. We're getting into landscaping now, some small hardscaping, you know, irrigation, all these different services are popping up into our, you know, into our, um, our services now. And so I was like, all right, let's just, let's go full force into this. Now that I know I'm committed to it, let's go full force, all my energy. And, uh, in that year we grew to over 300 clients. Wow. 
And uh, so it's like, okay, God, I know that you have, you know, you have a plan for this. Like, it's not what I would have picked for myself. It's obviously not. I went to school for something entirely different, Yeah. but whatever it is, I'm going to be a good steward with it and I'm going to run with it. Like, let's, let's do this. And that's when things just like really started to just transform, um, with the company. And so at that time we were, you know, down there at my trailer, y'all passed it coming in. Um, so that like double wide with the, you know, 20 by 30 carport, the 12 by 20 shed, like that's what we were based out of Mm -hmm. our first eight crews. Like we were based out of that, just cramming equipment in when it's raining, you know, parking the trucks all out in the yard, like all that stuff's going on. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so this is the year that I get married. And so, you know, so I'm getting married, like life's changing. I mean, it's time to, time to be a big boy. Like <laughs> there's so much things going on. And, uh, so I was like, I gotta, I gotta make sure that I can provide for a wife. Like mm-hmm. if we have kids, like, I mean, this isn't, you know, it, it, this is real. Yeah. And, uh, so I was like, all right, I, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna run with it. And I started trying to hire guys, you know, I started to try to delegate a little bit more, you know, get guys in some different departments, get, um, you know, somebody to help me in the office, a secretary, like things like that, you know, because it was cool to sit in the dining room and do paperwork all night long and bid jobs all night long, um, do billing that way. But when you have a wife at home, yeah. it's no, you know, if, when you're in the dining room doing all those things, you know, and she's in the other room, like it, it's just, it causes this disconnect. Right. And, uh, so there's a lot of things that I had to, to implement to, to the business that, you know, was new at that time. And so, um, man, we just, we, we did, we hired a secretary. Um, I had a supervisor. Uh, we had a couple different guys, like a landscape foreman, irrigation foreman, you know, things like that. Yeah. And, um, when we did, it was like 2000, I think we were getting into like 2015 and things just like started to roll. Like, so, you know, just the ball rolling. And before I knew it, like I said, we were at eight crews, you know, based out of that house and getting into wow. 2016, like, <clears throat> it's like, what are we going to do? We, we grew that year to like 15 employees and it was just like, <clears throat> okay, <laughs> you know, um, I didn't go to school for business, you know, so what am I going to do with this? Here we are. Well, we're going to hear more <laughs> from uh, Blake's story of It's His Turf. We're having a great time here in Arkansas. We're going to kick it back to Marty back in the ATL. Paul, I have definitely been looking forward to this interview with Blake. And since I've already skipped ahead a little, I can tell you guys, it's going to be a very personal story, both today as well as on the conclusion tomorrow. You're not going to want to miss it. Thank you again to all of our amazing sponsors. And let's hear from a few of them right now on the Green Industry Podcast. From start to finish, Toro has you covered with an all-new professional lineup. Check out the Z-Master 4000 zero-turn mower, equipped with Horizon 360. There's also a new Z-Master 2000, grandstand multi-force attachments for every season, and a new 21-inch, 60-volt, heavy-duty walk mower. For more information, go to toro.com slash professional. Toro.com slash professional. My wife is always telling me that if it's not in writing, it doesn't exist. That's why you need to grab the new residential contract today at the Entrepreneur Academy. It's Mr. Producer, and if you want to secure your work for the upcoming year and lock in customers for guaranteed work, then this $25 investment in your biz is going to pay huge dividends. Some of you I know are a la carte, sort of a mow-and-go type of lawn care business owner, and if that works, awesome. But we know that many of you guys wanted something a little more formal, something that guarantees rates and work, a contract that has some attached legalese and fees, of course, in case the customer doesn't pick up the dog mess, something that's easily spelled out for them that that's their responsibility. 
Snag this downloadable residential contract today to help secure business and also give your customers confidence that they've signed up with a professional outfit. There's different sections of the contract that you can modify, adjust, or remove entirely, all based on your market, your region. I do hope you've got contracts to secure your commercial business. If not, Launchpreneur Academy can certainly help with that as well. But now you can have the confidence to lock in your residential customers with this fully customizable resource exclusively at LauntrepreneurAcademy.com. Are you ready for GIE Plus Expo? Yes, GIE Plus Expo is coming to you now. It's GIEExpo2Go.com, your new online connection to hundreds of new products, industry resources, and solutions to help you grow your business. GIE Expo to Go is packed with your favorite exhibitors' latest innovations, demo videos, event links, and more. Plus, you can set up your own My2Go show planner to gain exclusive access to show specials and discounts. Test Jet is all free. So what are you waiting for? Go to GIEExpo2Go.com. GIEExpo2Go.com and start exploring today. Thank you to Jobber, Entrepreneur Academy, Ballard Products, and Toro for sponsoring the Green Industry Podcast 2020 Fall Road Tour. All right, so we're back here in Arkansas with Kevin, Blake, Naylor, and myself. I want to dive deeper. We'll go through the progression of your story. You kind of got us up to 2015, but you said something that I think is important. You had this decision to make. Do I go back to the uh, firefighter school? Do I do landscaping? And you talked about how you didn't have peace about it. So, and uh, all of us, we all are going through transitions in our life. And I think that's a good compass is, do I feel peace about this? Or if I feel really uneasy about it, a lot of time that's a sign the Lord's saying, Hey, don't do that. Right. So let's dive a little bit deeper into, into that decision-making. Cause I know everyone listening, we're all, everyone I talk to every single day is in some kind of transition. We have these decisions to make. This is a major decision. So how did you, how did you really um, walk us through that decision-making process? Absolutely. So like the biggest thing that in like from with business since day one is to not act on impulse. Like every decision that I've made, I've tried to really pray about and just give it to God. And so when, when I, I think I was 18 years old and I finally had, you know, I I was saved at like 12 again at 15, but I never understood what it meant to have a relationship with Christ, like a personal relationship. Mm -hmm. And when I met my wife at 18, when we started dating, um, I got introduced to her church, went to a men's retreat, like, you know, did that, realized what it meant to have a personal relationship with Christ. And as that relationship started to deepen, I understood that I was a vessel, you know, Mm -hmm. that it wasn't, this wasn't, you know, I'm here to do his work. Mm -hmm. And like, that means not making the decisions that I want to make for myself and doing them and acting on impulse because our human nature is to act on impulse. Mm -hmm. Our human nature is to want things now. And so when we see an opportunity, we just want to go snatch it and take it. And don't get me wrong. Like there's plenty of opportunities you have to do that in business so that you can get ahead and get, you know, get a leg up and things like that. But there's also so many things that you just have to be still and wait patiently. Mm -hmm. And so that was the biggest thing in, in all of this is, God originally told me to glorify him and he'll bless me. Well, with that, I was like, well, I don't want to do anything unless God says move, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it was our door hangers, whether it was our brochures, um, the markings on the trucks, the shirts that we wear, um, the jobs that we take on, Mm. like the services that we provide, like every single aspect of it. 
we had to be prayed, had to be prayed over. Yeah. And I'm sure Kevin and Naylor, you can relate. You're on a customer's property and you just have a bad feeling about the property or the person. And when you don't listen to that, I know for me a hundred percent of the time, I'm like, Oh, I should have seen yeah. it coming. What yeah. you guys you see, ever, you see those red flags. And it's like a lot of times I, especially at a younger time, whenever I was first starting out, something like, just don't would, feel right. And I like, would yeah. ignore them for the money. And then as it I backfires, learned, yeah, every time and you learn over time Absolutely. and you're like, okay, these are all these red flags. I know I need to just walk away from this one. And and you learn that over time. Yeah. You just got to trust your gut for sure. Cause it's, it's almost always right. You know? So I've, I've had tons of experiences and even still they pop up because sometimes you don't really know you've got a PETA customer until you get to know them a little bit. Mm-hmm. You can immediately see that yard as a pain and you're like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but they might be a great customer. You don't even, but you don't even get past that point because their yard is just like, whoa, yeah, I don't want anything to do with that. So I think it's more elusive with the customer situation. You get the good yard and you're like, oh, this is easy money right here. This is, uh, this is a nice yard, nice spot. I can probably get some more in this on this street. And then you get to know the person and you're like, oh, you know, they're nitpicking every little thing. Right. They're calling you, texting you. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I literally had one, one lady that, you know, recently has become a PETA customer where she like, we had three, ha- have three houses all next to each other and we do all three in a row. Right. So we unload one thing, like everything at a time. Like, you know, we mow, trim edge, work our way all the way to the third house. She's in the middle and then we go back and start blowing. So we're on the third house and she's texting me. Are you guys going to come oh, back my- and blow? Gosh. I'm like, what oh in the world? We're not even done yet. Like, can you let, let me follow my routine? Oh. I was like, yeah, we, you know, we do all three at a time, one yeah. thing at a time. We don't just go back and forth all over right. the place. We just wave through the properties yeah. and come back with the next wave and clean everything yeah. up. I, I drove my truck up to the third one, which also threw her up yeah. so that the guys can come over, put their stuff away, grab the blower. Right. Right, you know what I mean? Like, cause we can cut through the backyards and start and work their way back up to the truck. So we're not going back and forth, but you know, these people don't know what the routine uh, is, yeah. but it's like, and emphasizing what you're saying, Blake, I think a lot of times we ignore the Lord and then we crash and burn and we're like, ah, I should have listened. But you're talking about on the front end of actually taking the time to pray through it. And I can connect the dots. You you tell God, I'm going to give you my company. It's his turf. And then you get 26 accounts like that. Guys are listening. Like, I'm just trying to get two counts, you know, and you get 26. <laughs> and then it goes to stewardship. How much can God entrust to us? Because now it's managing all of this demand for all of this revenue. And if we, if we're, we think we're ready, but God's probably laughing, like you're not even ready. I could give you so much more, but you're going to, you can't sustain it, steward it. So I know you, you fluctuate in your business. How in the world do you now navigate all this revenue that's coming in and making sure it's profitable and the employees and all that. So you're back into kind of 2015. You can kind of keep going with the story. Okay. Yeah. So that, that does kind of leads us right into 2015. So I hadn't really thought about it prior to that. I was, there was always enough money, you know, there was more than enough when I needed something, I went and paid cash for it. Like, you know, and I, if I needed more work done, I just hired more guys. And so everything just kind of fell into place. Um, in 2015, 2016, that transition is when I got consumed with the world. You know, I started looking at, man, I can get bigger. I can do so much more. You know, I just started looking at the money signs and I started looking at, you know, all these things. And I would tell myself little lies, like, look at all the jobs you're going to provide. Look at all the good you're going to do. Look at, you know, what a blessing you're going to be and, and these things. But I was abandoning the first love, um, that, that Christ had given me. I had Mm. abandoned the first vision that Christ had given me. Um, for my business. And, uh, so I, I went through a period of time, like not praying about the clients anymore, 
you know, not praying ahead of time saying, God, if this job's not meant to be, I don't want it. Mm -hmm. Like it was a job. I did the numbers. I was like, dude, this could make me some money. Let's do it. And it was every single one. And in that year, uh, into 16, going into 17, we went through a spell of almost 24 months where we were landing 90 to 95% of the jobs we were bidding. Like we were just, I mean, everything we were hitting, we were, we were landing. And I think it was to kind of start the spiral of my crash, Mm -hmm. you know, for the company. I think that, you know, um, that that was building up to, to get me right again for where God needed me to be. Uh, so he could use me where I am now, you know? And so, um, I, I, we kept growing the company. Uh, we kept building it. We got into pools. We got into outdoor living. We got into all these services. We grew to 15 crews, 32 employees. Like, um, it felt like everything that we were touching was turning to gold, you know, so to speak. Um, and it was just like, everything was just falling into place. Um, and I just remember the stress just like building up and just, you know, just, consuming me. Um, and in that, as, as I started chasing and pursuing the world, I hit a, I hit a very dark depression and I went about 60 days straight of having suicidal thoughts every single day. Um, so vividly that I could actually, uh, when I would get home, I couldn't talk to my wife. I went over a month, um, without talking to her. I couldn't say a word, you know, she's like, why won't you talk to me? Well, nothing in my head is what you want to hear about, you know? So I don't want to share it with you. I don't want you to think I'm sick. I don't want you to, you know what I mean? Like I can deal with this on my own and uh, I just bottled it up and I didn't say anything. Um, but it got so bad. I could literally see myself going downstairs, um, getting a gun from the safe and staging an accident on the stairs coming back up. That's what you were visualizing. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Visualizing just over and over and over again. And so much till it was almost so real in my life. And, uh, I, it got to the point where I locked the door, like I, I blocked it off. So I couldn't go down there. And it's like, I don't even want to go down there. Like, I don't want to be anywhere near them. You know, like I was scared of the gun, like to, to what may happen, you know, for what I had seen in my head so many times. And, uh, just the pressure, pressure I put on myself. Um, at that time I wasn't doing a good job delegating. Um, I was trying to keep everything on my shoulders. I was working 16, 17 hours a day. You know, I was working five, six days a week. Um, you know, I wasn't taking any time. I was taking Sundays off. Like Sundays were always a non-negotiable, but it was just like a surface level. You know, I'm going to go to church. I'm going to check it off. We're going to eat lunch. I'm going to check it off. And then my mind's disconnected. And that's the way it was. Um, and as all this stuff was just happening, like I said, it was pressure I put on myself, you know, trying to juggle all the phone calls, uh, over a hundred phone calls a day now. Cause at this point we had over 2000 clients in our database. Um, you know, we're doing all those different types of services, all the different crews going out. Um, just imagine the things that callbacks on, mm-hmm. you know, the little phone calls like Naylor was saying, like, you didn't blow off yeah. my driveway. We're not there yet. You know, yeah. just, uh, well, Hey, you forgot to trim this spot and it's like an acre property. And you're going to show us like one little bitty spot yeah. where we missed the pass on the mower. Like, you know, just things like that. Just all the phone calls coming in and, uh, just that weight on my shoulders. I couldn't deal with it. And, um, I kept trying to do it on my own mm-hmm. and, um, uh, I just, I remember I was outside the shop. We'd built the shop at this time. Um, the shop that we're in right here. Yeah. The shop that we're in right now, we built that, um, this month, five years ago. And so, okay. um, so we're sitting there, I guess that was two, 2015 going into 2016. And, wow. uh, I just remember being outside the shop and I literally fell down on my knees before God and was just crying out to him. And I was like, I'm not going to stop crying. I'm not going to stop praying until you give me peace. I need a break. Like you've got to come in and save me. Like, I can't do this on my own anymore. 
Yeah, I, I know that's the sometimes that's the most powerful prayers. Help God, or you could say it the other way around. God help, <laughs> and just pouring our heart out to Him and uh, surrendering. And uh, man, we're going to hear more of Blake's story uh, coming right up. Ballard Innovative Products is a full line of gear for the lawn and landscape professional. From mower gear, safety gear, trailer racks, equipment securement, equipment servicing tools, aerators, mower blades, and much more to make you efficient, effective, safe, and profitable in the field. Be sure to check out the Catch Pro Aluminum Bagger and the Ballard Blades and X-Blade combination to dominate this fall. With over 20 years of selling accessories and 30 years in the business, we're sure we've got something you can't live without. Use coupon code FALLTOUR at ballard-ing com to save 10% off anything on the website during the month of October. That's ballard-inc.com, promo code FALLTOUR, and the link will be in the show description. Hey friends, Paul here, and we want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Jobber. From the quote request to the moment you are paid, Jobber brings everything together to make the entire job and customer experience seamless. Jobber makes it easy to get more work through online booking and quoting. To get started, just head over to GetJobber.com to start your free 14-day trial. Most small business owners are so tired, they just want to enjoy a little of their evening. However, most business owners go home and their bookkeeping from the day or week immediately demands their time. Unfortunately, because you can't give it your full energy or focus, it just sits there untouched. It's costing you good cash flow, good decision making, and the peace of mind needed to serve your customers well. Because you are a busy business owner, Gulf Coast Bookkeeping provides a full service bookkeeping solution that is guaranteed to give you back your time and your peace of mind. You can begin this partnership with us by going to www.gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15 minute call. Don't trick yourself into thinking you can handle it all. It won't be long before you're saying no to new prospective clients or skipping parties you would have loved to attend, all because your bookkeeping needs are unfinished. We'll take care of your green so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at www.gulfcoastbk.com. It's the Green Industry Podcast Fall Road Tour. Once again, here's your host, Paul Jamison. The Green Industry Podcast on the road in Arkansas here, Hot Springs, Arkansas, with Kevin Fall River and Blake Hawthorne from It's His Turf. Naylor coming in from Virginia to join us on the Fall Road Tour. I'm Paul Jamison, and a quick review of Blake Hawthorne's story. Starts his business, begins to grow it, and uh, has a tough decision. Do I go with the career I'm kind of educated for? Or do I just go all in on lawn care? Goes all in on lawn care and asks God to bless his business. Names it, it's his turf, and God bless his business. It blows up. But then he kind of neglected the Lord as everything was growing and grew too fast, grew too big, lost focus of the first love, and had suicidal thoughts and difficulty in marriage. And it all kind of climaxed at a moment here in the shop, falling on your knees, and just breaking down before God and saying, God, help. The the stress was so overwhelming. So you're on your knees, you're crying out. What happens next? So I'd been, so yeah, like you said, I'm outside the shop and this had been building. This was right at the time of the suicidal thoughts. Like I'd been struggling with those for the last 60 days. And uh, so I'm out there and I'm crying and I'd been talking to, to this guy and uh, it was a buddy of mine. He used to work for me back in like 2013, 14. And I said, man, God laid you on my heart. Would you be interested? 
uh, in a job. And he was like, no, man, actually, we're selling everything we got. I'm going to work for uh, UPS or FedEx in Hawaii. Like, you know, we're no, man, that's that is not what I want to do. And uh, I was like, okay, man, I understand. Like, and then God just laid him on my heart. And I was like, hey, I just want to offer you a job. Like, this is what I'm offering you. And he's like, no, I'm not interested. I was like, will you just pray about it? Like, God just keeps laying you on my heart. Just pray about it. He's like, okay, I'll, I'll do that. And so I'd been bothering him for about two, three weeks. And uh, <clears throat> so I'm out there, I get a piece. Finally, you know, I don't, I don't know how long I was out there. I was out there a while, but I just finally got a piece. And it was just weird. It was just a calming of the nerves, of the tears, of, of everything, just peace. And I was like, okay, I, what do I do now? And so I just got in the truck and I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to work. I'm going to go find a job site where some of my guys are. I'm just going to be beneficial somewhere. And uh, so I'm just in the truck and I'm driving and it just gets out late on my heart to call, to call him. And so his name was Justin. And so I called Justin and, uh, I was like, Hey, Justin, um, I'm going to stop bothering you about this. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, I just want you to know I have a peace, you know, God's going to do something. So I was like, I know I've shared with you the, the weight on my shoulders, the pressure of things going on, how I thought you could help me with it, you know, but I'm just, I want you to know, like, I'm done bothering you. If you want to go do your thing, go do your thing. Like I understand. And, uh, so we hang up the phone, <clears throat> I go to the job and an hour later he calls me. <clears throat> he says, Hey man, I just wanted to ask you a question. And I was like, what's that? He goes, uh, is that job still available? I said, yeah, absolutely. Why? And he said, my boss just came in and shut down our dealership. And he was the manager of that dealership. He says, as of today, I don't have a job. And, uh, he thought things were booming. He was getting them out of the hole. Like all these things were happening and, uh, God just shut down the doors and, uh, so, and the next day, like he, he, he comes to work and, and it was crazy. And like in, in the building of him coming here, um, like there was things that had to happen. Uh, like he had a company vehicle. We didn't have a company vehicle never thought about that. God blesses us to, with a vehicle that we can bless him with. Like, it's just amazing the things that fell in so that he could be here. And uh, so he comes in, helps us create some processes, some procedures, taking care of the clients and things like a lot, you know, taking care of the phone calls. I'm finally giving up my phone for the first time ever. I remember when I handed him my phone, I said, listen, this is the most valuable tool I have. Like, it'd be a good steward of it. Like, you know, if things fail, it's going to be because of you. Like, I'm going to put a lot of pressure on you right now with this phone. Like, and because uh, I was like, it's all the clients, that's all the contractors, that's everybody. It's right here. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, he just, he took it and he ran with it. And, uh, you know, it, it blessed, it blessed me, um, with being able to just kind of like get out of, um, the funk that I was in and, uh, just kind of get focused back on what God had planned. And, uh, and that, that helped a lot. And so as I, as I did that, we kind of, you know, refocused the company, started growing the company. Um, I think I misspoke earlier at the time of me going through that depression, we were sitting about 17 to 20 clients. Mm -hmm. uh, when he comes on board, I think that's right about where we were at. 17 to 20 employees? Employees. Yeah. Sorry. Clients. Say, no, clients. No, 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 no. We're, we're sitting, we're sitting <laughs> I well. I want to see that profit and loss <laughs> yeah, statement. No. We're sitting well over 2000 clients at that time. And, uh, so we kind of like refocused the company, um, to really servicing our clients. Well, um, we start growing it to over 30 employees. Wow. Um, that's when we go from like nine crews to like 15. And so it's making some huge leaps, um, in the company. And, um, once again, uh, I, I start chasing, chasing the world. And, uh, I was, it's like, it's like God had to smack me. Like, did, did I not get your attention before? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I did, I bought out a concrete company. Um, like we're doing pools, all the things are happening. And, uh, <laughs> we, uh, from, I think it was, um, 
I bought out the company in November. And from November to the next May, we end up losing over $200,000 in just that one sweep of things. And uh, so I, I hit a panic. I shut the company down for a day. I uh, brought in Justin. I brought in my supervisor. I said, no more jobs. We're not selling any more jobs. My, I had a salesman. My supervisor was selling at that time. We were already sold through the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I was like, no more selling. Like every, We had already collected over $100,000 of customers' money uh, as down payments towards projects. Um, I said, we're not doing that anymore. Like We're finishing the jobs that are at hand. You know, we got to get this done. We got to work out payment plans. We got to get, uh, we had hit a couple audits. We had a couple lawsuits, like some big things that hit us, um, at that time. And, uh, I was like, we just, we got to get it all wiped. I need a zero. Like I need to find zero. And I didn't know how bad it was at that time. I didn't realize it was 200,000 at that time. I just knew it was bad. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I was like, okay. And, um, the turning point for it, um, and all that, like I, and all of that was, I was working on a pool. It's like 11 o'clock at night. And uh, my wife calls me. She's like, where are you at? I was like, I'm, I'm at so-and-so's house. I'm working on the pool. I'm trying to fix this leak. Like, I can't, I can't get the waterfall to stop leaking. And uh, she's just like, I, I'm, I'm leaving. Like, I'm going to stay with my parents. And uh, I was just like, oh, whatever. And uh, so, like, I'm getting mad. I'm like, I'm out here working. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to provide. You know, I'm trying to provide for y'all to have a good living so you can stay home with the kids. Because at this time, my wife had quit her job. She's staying home, you know, with our kids and, and all these things. And, like, I'm just mad. And, uh, she's like, no, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm going to stay with my parents. Um, and, uh, I was like, okay, so this is Friday night. Uh, I work to like, this is like 11, 12. I worked to like two that morning working on it. Um, go home, get some sleep. I'm back up the next morning. I'm working all day. Um, doing a big gravel job with skid steer. And, uh, I come home and finally on Saturday night, I come home and it hits me. It's like the house is empty, you know? Um, And uh, she had brought the kids out to the job that day. And so like that helps. I was like, okay, this is good. Like we're back on good. You know, she was just bluffing and uh, I was like, we're good. And, uh, come home and she's not there. And it's like, I got to do something like something has to change drastically. Wow. We're coming right up. We're going to hear what happens next. Well, no, you're not. Those of you that are old like me remember how torturous it was as a kid. You were watching Barnaby Jones or Hawaii Five O, and just as the car drives off the cliff, it's up in the air, the frame freezes, those dreaded words to be continued pop up on the screen. And of course, you had to wait a whole week. Well, part two of this powerful interview is coming up tomorrow. We're not going to make you wait a whole week. One way you can support the Green Industry Podcast, of course, is by supporting our sponsors. Links are in the description below. Please remember the promo code FALLTOUR saves you 10% at ballard-inc.com. That's for the month of October only. And use the promo code PODCAST when you visit launchrepreneuracademy.com also to save 10%. See you all tomorrow. We'll find out how this story concludes. You have been listening to the Green Industry Podcast. Thanks again to Ballard Products, Entrepreneur Academy, Jobber, and Toro for powering our Midwest Fall Tour. Support our sponsors and check out their products as we have provided the links in today's show notes. And remember, use the promo code FALLTOUR when checking out at ballard-inc.com to save 10% and use the promo code PODCAST for 10% off at launtrepreneuracademy.com. And of course, don't forget to smash that subscribe button to stay up to date with future episodes as the tour rolls on.